What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, episode two. Today, we are on day one of doing two episodes a day. Uh, why is that important? Because I want to be in front of you guys. I want to have these conversations more often. Um, I've made the commitment to do this full time, and I want to step out even more on faith and just really crush it with being able to step out there, live stream, communicate with you guys, with other creators. Uh, I want to be able to start doing more lives with other creators. Um, reached out to a couple of people. Hopefully that'll be coming soon. Um, I think God has amazing things for us in this community and with what I'm doing here. So I'm really thankful to all you guys. What's up, Annie? Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Richard, what is up? Sumo, what is up? How are you doing? Um, David, thank you for being here. Carlos, what's going on? So every day I do a live stream. i uh, been doing about 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. It's a little before 4 p.m. now, um, but I wanted to go ahead and go live. So I can go out to the canyon this afternoon. I'm going to go try hiking today, so we'll see. Uh, Jeff, what is up? Welcome back, man. Uh, he says grateful as well. Thank you guys. Uh, yes, gratitude. Absolutely. Um, so we're talking about the tree of life today. This is my guardians of the tree artwork that I did recently. Um, and we're actually going to read that scripture in Enoch today, um, because I think it's super important to kind of talk about this scripture. What is this tree? Is this something we have access to now? Is it just a mythological tree? Um, and I took this artwork. It is on a t-shirt. If you want to support this channel, it's over on my profile link. You guys can grab that at any time during the broadcast today. Whether you're listening to it today, tomorrow, or in the future. In the future, this, is, this probably won't be available. I trade these shirts out every couple of weeks. We do brand new designs. So if you see something you love, grab it while you can. Um, we also have this on a tapestry and a poster as well, so you guys can go check that out. So thank you for your support with that. And uh, getting into the text today, uh, let's see, Carlos says, what if UFOs are fallen angels using advanced technology? Carlos, that's exactly what I propose on this channel all day, every day. Um, I personally believe in ancient astronaut theory. I believe that the gods of old were extraterrestrials. I believe the fallen angels are extraterrestrials because I think that they're created beings that are supposed to be serving at the will of the Most High God, and uh, not all of them always do that. So um, that's what my my hypothesis is about the fallen angels: is that they are extraterrestrial beings, different types of extraterrestrial beings that created their own races on this earth, created the matrix that we live in, uh, creation, my true self, my spirit self, my perfect self, is created by God Most High, or you might call him El Elyon, or El for short, um, but my made form, my flesh that expires, is made by the maker gods of the Old Testament, the extraterrestrial gods. So that's just what I believe. Weird, weird belief, but we're super open-minded on this channel. Uh, we allow all belief systems, all walks of life, all faiths, um, and we're just exploring 
those deep inward truths that make us human and also make us divine. Um, and so that's what we're doing here on this channel. So if you like that kind of thing, if that resonates with you, welcome. Uh, like I said, we welcome everybody on here from every walk of faith, life, tradition, orientation, uh, race, does not matter. You guys are welcome here. Uh, and we are truly a beautiful tribe here on this channel. So uh, Flexible says, I like it. Uh, Faded uh, Cho says, hi, what is up? How are you doing? Um, so anyway, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Carlos. So um, anyway, and that's what, you know, in my tree of life here, this artwork has these UFOs in it. Because again, we see, and we're about to see in chapter seven of Enoch, you have angels guarding this tree. You have uh, these extraterrestrials, what I believe they are, are always maintaining creation in some form or fashion. You know, creation unfolds on its own, but whenever it gets messed up or there's sin involved, uh, things have to be repaired. And we see that all through biblical history as well as other ancient texts. So, uh, do you think aliens are demons? No, I do not. Aquatic, uh, aquatic hitchhiker. I don't because of the book of Enoch, because the book of Enoch defines demons as the spirits of the unalived giants, which were the, um, men of renown or men of old, uh, you would have had the, the demigods. So that's where, where demons historically or mythologically, however you want to consider it come from. So no, I don't think that extraterrestrials as we see or experience them are demons at all. Um, that also doesn't mean that they are working for God or working for uh, the accuser. I can't tell you which one. Only you can discern that. However, I think there's plenty of these angelic beings that can enter realm travel or interdimensional travel. Uh, some might say space travel, but I think it's more interdimensional. Um, I think there's plenty that still work for the Most High God. Uh, I also think that there's plenty that are still trapped here uh, between realms and are here to uh, try and continue to accomplish the, um, the darker work that they started, if you will. Um, and I certainly don't pretend to understand all these hierarchies, but I do try to, to look at the data that we have, especially with Book of Enoch, Sumerian texts, different things like that, where we can actually start to understand the hierarchies of the gods or the sons of God or the holy ones um and just because they're holy ones once doesn't mean that they don't fall um and i proposed earlier in a video that i just dropped today one of my short form videos um that might the gospel be more about returning us to god returning us to our original intended creation and releasing us from the hands of the bloodthirsty gods of the old testament and that's just my thought, that's my belief, because you hear so much about judgment and humanity has turned that towards God is going to judge us, blah, blah, blah. When really, if you look at these ancient texts, you see more about the sin of the watchers, more about the gods getting out of line, more about a cosmic or heavenly battle that we're a part of. And we're kind of caught in the crossfire uh, because we were supposed to be beautiful, divine creations, children of the Most High. Um, and somewhere along the way, you know, we got, we got issues. So, uh, I, I think you're trapped in your interdimensional background. I might be. I might be. 
sometimes it's a better place to be though than uh, with all the current news going on. So um, they have cut down giant trees in the past. You've seen photos. Yeah, I mean, there's some really uh, interesting photos, you know. And I think all of that, if if that's true, if that's true, I'm not saying it is because I'm not here to spread like you know any of the conspiracies or anything, but. If that's true, I think that that comes from a pre-Diluvian, a pre-flood civilization, maybe even a pre-Garden of Eden civilization, um, where we did have a whole different type of living environment, and then it got condensed, it got made, or turned into something uh, different by the maker gods. So, uh, Annie says some are, um, yeah, and Annie has way more experience, I think with this stuff than um than i do thank thank god i i haven't actually experienced these entities in any way i am only sharing data that i know and i'm not going to share anything about annie's story but i do uh you know i think there's people like her that have uh experienced things that i can't explain um and i'm again i'm not going to share anyone's testimony on here unless they want it shared but um for me personally I go by what the text says, like what the historical data is on these things to try and understand. Uh, now, that doesn't mean they don't have demonic um, leanings, by the way. Someone can be demonic without being a demon. An entity can be demonic without being a demon, if that makes sense, by the way. Um, so, like, because if they're pulling energy from that realm, then they're going to have those characteristics and we might go, oh, they're demonic. Uh, just like we did way, way, way back in the day when these extraterrestrials came down and we would go, oh, they're gods. Like, see what I mean? So I hope that, I hope that makes sense. And Annie, I hope that, that helps. Uh, okay. Annie gave me a heart. So good. Uh, yeah. Uh, fancy pants. Listen to it twice. Amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Where is the philosopher's stone located? Um, right here, man, right here. Uh, I'm sure you're talking about the historical one, but to me, it's right here. And to me, the Holy Grail is the line of Christ. It is the Christ's after Christ, um, not an actual cup. Um, if you watch Dan Brown films, if you watch, um, the Da Vinci Code, uh, again, I'm more into the esoteric side of all of this. However, I do think there are physical things on the earth like we had when we were visited long, long ago, and they're still around. We just call them lights in the sky. So Brown Mountain Lights, Linville Gorge, North Carolina. I've got to look that up, Nathan. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, let's see. Fancy Pants says, was talking about your video, Gospels of the Matrix. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just dropped those today too. So, uh, we were supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus is the example. Absolutely. Uh, Nathan Cloud says, yes. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Any other questions on here before I start reading? Um, our grandparents were the first beings of light before becoming flesh and losing the light. Amen. Absolutely. And that, and that's really more of the theory that I believe, um, and the only way we can know is inward, right? It's it's inward, inside of us, inward. Um, 
I dropped a video on how do you recover the, all the lost knowledge, all the lost knowledge that was either hidden or destroyed or taken away or uh, hoarded for uh, certain elite people. Uh, well, you can recover that immediately by connecting with the divine consciousness because you too can have prophecy. You too can uh, write spiritual and sacred texts. You too can create beauty and love and light on the earth. You too can be a Christ. Um, and that's what I, I believe, guys. Like I believe that um, just because the Library of Alexandria was lost doesn't mean that that information isn't still in the divine matrix just because it's not in the physical matrix. Because we manifest in the divine matrix and make it real in the physical matrix because we create after our creator we're in his image and the logos of god the divine computation if you look up the meaning of logos it's the divine computation again i talk a lot about word of god the word of god is not like the biblical texts that we have now we've we've made it easy because we think word oh the spoken word well the word of god the spoken word of god is much different than just our spoken word of it uh, our spoken word has a lot of power, but the spoken word of God is actually a divine computation that vibrates through time, space, holds everything together, and manifests everything. And then you have maker gods that take that and fashion it out of clay, and yet we can still see the divine matrix because if you boil it down to the quantum level and you look at the quantum level, look at the slit theory or the slit experiment, you see that that light observed acts different and you see uh, string theory that everything is just vibrating energy. Um, we're starting to understand things where we can start to see that spiritual realm a little bit more. I don't think we can fully see it at all yet, but we're starting to understand just a little bit more. Um, let's see. Any other questions here? Information is stored in our DNA. Absolutely. I believe that our our genetic makeup is actually, um, think about it as a computer. We sit here and I've got an iMac in front of me. I sit here and I look at that. I'm accessing the internet. Well, how is that accessing the internet? Through a cable that comes in and plugs into my computer or at least into my router that transmits a signal that cable can be viewed of as like our genetic makeup or our DNA, um, which can and should, and I think Christ came to return us to the ability to directly connect to the divine matrix, to God, and be children of God, children of light again. And I read that earlier this morning on, uh, he gave us the rights to become sons and daughters again. Uh, let's see. This is, I believe, where healing comes from. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and Annie says, uh, Jeff, uh, fakers. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, tell me who made God. Dan 420 Smith asks, I wish I had an answer for you, man. Uh, that's kind of the, uh, that's one of the oldest stoner circle questions on the planet. Um, who made God? Whoa. Um, you know, I don't know. I wish I had a, wish I had an answer for you. Um, I think God is the uncreated. You know, if you, if you look at that theory, the uncreated theory, everything is created except, except God. Um, so if God is 
existence, then who created existence? And I've always had this terrifying thought ever since I was a kid where I've tried to imagine nothingness. And we hear about nothingness in the book of Enoch. We hear about the, the outer darkness. We hear about the outer darkness in biblical canon books. Um, there is no God without us. Absolutely. There is also no us without God. And I talked about that earlier. As small as you can go, if you got as small as you could go in existence, would you not end up immediately back in the macro in as big as you could go? Is everything not looped together? Time, space, thought, matter, macro, micro, is everything not looped back in on itself at a certain point? I don't know. That's just my thought. Uh, can an all-knowing God and free will coexist? Absolutely. Uh, because an all-knowing God creates from that all-knowingness, knowing that eventually the macro will become the micro, the micro will become the macro, the good will become bad, the bad will become good. Uh, all things will, in essence, in infinity, balance out into truth, love, and light, because that is essentially what he is. And so all things must resolve at that vibration and that frequency. And those things, those entities, those individuals, those energies that do not balance out in the love and light language of God Almighty will eventually extinguish in the outer darkness. And that's basically um, the, the brilliant, gigantic, mathematical, algorithmic theory of God, right? That all things must either resolve in the divine vibration and frequency of love, or they will just stop vibrating, stop being a frequency in the outer darkness. Now, we know the theory, too, that uh, you can neither create nor destroy energy. So you would just move outside of energy and become the outer darkness if you continue in every life you live to choose the outer darkness. Just, again, this is all theory, guys. Like, again, we're getting into, you guys are getting into some deep questions here on today. So, uh, where does Jesus fall into all of this? Uh, great question, great question. So, Jesus Christ, or Yeshua HaMashiach, um, or Yahusha, whatever you choose to call him, I believe he's existed in many, many different timelines. Now, the one that we all know is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Okay. And we hear, you know, he came, he was the fullness of the word of God. He, he came, he died to forgive us for our sins. Like that's the religious model you hear about it. And while all that is true, there's so much more to it, I believe. Um, I believe Christ was here in the 1960s during the hippie movement, the truth of that movement. Now, we, we really made that movement something bad at a certain point, uh, but... There were some really good things that came out of that. The, the enlightenment of that, the uh, kind of breaking free of the matrix of that. Um, I believe that Christ has been here. Uh, we see in Enoch. I think Enoch was a form of the Christ. I think Noah was a form of the Christ. Uh, Elijah was a form of the Christ. Joseph, Melchizedek. Um, there are magic people or people not from around here or people from the stars 
all throughout biblical timelines, including other timelines, by the way, um, because they all fit together if you look close enough. Uh, great question, Angel Heart. Where's the power of women? I'm about to talk about that. In fact, I got a great picture for you here I made with AI because I'm reinventing, not reinventing, I'm inventing what I think the original divine triad is. Uh, but let me finish that question real quick. Um, so anyway, I think Christ's have been here all throughout history and humanity. And in fact, you and I are Christ's. If we allow that logos to rise in us, we allow our ego to actually go to the cross figuratively, uh, metaphorically, and actually let go of all of the physical things that are holding us back, including our ego in this physical matrix and actually let Christ rise in us, we can now be reborn in a new timeline. Some people say in an actual new life, actually when this life is over, you'll be, be reborn. If you're reborn here in spirit, you're gonna be reborn in another life. Uh, I don't know. Uh, some people say it's the opposite of that, that if you're reborn here in spirit, then you, don't, you can actually finally rest and you don't have to go live another life. So I don't know. Is eternal life maybe more literal than people want to say it? Maybe because you find that eternal life, you get to keep living. I don't know. Um, again, it's all theory until it's not, guys. It's all theory until it's not. So we're conduits of Christ consciousness, absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, okay, uh, good questions. Um Yes, women back in those times were not just, um, uh, yeah, I don't want to say that word on here, but uh, so women in Bible times were often painted, including Mary Magdalene was often painted as she was just a uh, worker of the flesh, got paid for services of the flesh, if that makes sense. Um, and in fact, if you look at historical data, she was actually uh, like an Essene, a magic priestess which ties in with the order of Melchizedek. Christ is the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Um, and so really, really interesting, major lagging. Sorry, guys, if it's lagging, TikTok's being weird today, and this is my second live stream, so maybe they're mad at me. I don't know. Um, but thank you for sticking around. Uh, the restreams are normally super smooth, so if you miss it today, Go check it out on my YouTube channel later tonight. Uh, follow me over there, and you can always get the restreams or on Apple slash Spotify podcast. So uh, Jesus went to Mary Magdalene for activation. So, and that makes sense too, Angel Heart, because again, I've been reinventing or inventing just because there's no, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Um, kind of the divine triad um, to be, you know, we've made it, especially in our modern theology, um, and even in the early church, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit being, um, you know, a masculine spirit. But I, I imagine it more of a divine family that we're archetypes for on this earth. You have Father, Mother, Son, the Logos, the Son. The Father and Mother elevate the Son. And, and remember, Jesus talks about, you know, He is elevated. He also says, Son of Man. He calls Himself the Son of Man. Well, what are you and I? We're the son of man. Man being a general term, not a, a um, gender term, but a general term for humanity. 
we are sons of humanity as well, sons and daughters of humanity. So this divine triad, father, mother, son, I think is a beautiful way to think about it because anytime I've experienced the Holy Spirit, it's not this thing that everybody claims it to be on, I got the fire of the Holy Spirit. No, it is a flame on your head, a touch of love. It is a flame on your shoulders. The dissension of the dove upon Christ. He comes up out of the water after being baptized and then a dove descends on his head, the Holy Spirit as a dove. What does that represent? To me, that's the mother. That is the, uh, whenever, again, whenever I've experienced it, it's comfort, it's guidance. It's just like a mother would comfort, guide, hug, and protect. That's to me what the Holy Spirit is. The divine father, the giver of those gifts, the inheritance that we get from him, the uh, correction when we need it, those things. Again, all of this divine family we're a part of, it should be present fully in all of us because it's fully present in Christ, not the historical figure necessarily because we've changed and edited what that historical figure looks like and there's interpretation. Talking about the living Christ in all of us. The still small voice, absolutely. Fancy Pants says a gentleness, amen, absolutely. Uh, Bonnie says 100%. Uh, Be More Love says that is the truth. Thank you guys so much, I appreciate that. Supreme says uh, Zabiris. Angel Heart says, yes, we are. Amen. So, uh, yeah, Angel Heart, great question because I think, and I want to show you guys. Okay, so here's my theory, too, that you have, and I've talked about this in a ton of other live streams, so I hate to recap this story over and over and over. But you have Garden of Eden, which I believe was a prison, a perfect prison for Adam and Eve, who were made in the flesh from the divine creation that El, Asherah, and the Logos created. Okay, The Godhead, the divine triune, the Elohim in the beginning. They then have an extended family of sons of God which are more of these extraterrestrial type, you know, these higher realm beings that were created from them that then gets down to our creation. So if you look at all the different realms, like a lot of mythologies, there's seven realms. We also see that there's seven basic types of belief systems present in all world religions. Like everyone has a little piece of that or each one of them represent a different realm, yet Christ was the fullness of all of those. Then if you look at Yahweh Elohim in the Old Testament, he was angry, he wanted sacrifice, he could be bargained with, he basically you had to practice sorcery to uh, even commune with him, and you had to follow the letter of the law, which did not save, but rather only made sure that you weren't worthy to go back as a son or daughter of God and talk directly to him. Then you have Christ come, who comes from an order of magic, not sorcery. The order of Melchizedek, you have people like Joseph, Noah, Enoch, people that were not of the Aaronic line. So you have the line of Aaron, which, which they, and people still do, they try to tie him to that, like that he's from this Davidic line. Um, and I don't understand all the lines, but I do understand that all the clues point to him being from a line of these magic or magi. The magi came to visit him. And, and again, I'm saying magic not as 
doing all these things in sorcery to gain something from the physical matrix, doing them in the physical matrix to gain from the physical matrix, but rather spiritual ascension, esoteric inward understanding of the kingdom of God. He said the kingdom of God is within you. He was reminding us of, of our connection to the divine family through our spirit, which can, by the way, transcend this body and can certainly, I think, easily plug into other bodies and other lives if we need it to, or if he needs it to, rather. Um, anyway, the tree of knowledge of good and evil being the community of the fallen angels. So, Jeff, I don't necessarily believe that because the tree of knowledge of good and evil, I believe, in the garden was actually a good thing for to get them out of the matrix, put them into this world now that Yahweh was like, hey, fine, I'm going to kick you out into suffering well, finally, we have Elohim, we have God Most High, moving people out of that into their tribes with their gods. And then all of that leads to all these branch stories, which resemble a tree, getting us back to what we're talking about today, which is the divine tree. And Jeff, you may be right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying my understanding is that the tree of knowledge is actually something we've got to remember because that knowledge, that divine knowledge, connects us to the Most High God. I'm not talking about heavenly knowledge that the Watchers taught because they merely taught sorcery, arts of war, they taught uh, seduction, all of the physical manifestations. And what we teach on this channel and what I believe is the spiritual manifestation. So... Uh, we will be depart. We will be a part of the divine family in the afterlife. Uh, will we be a part of a divine family in the afterlife? I absolutely believe we will. I believe we're all one consciousness. I believe we're connected. I believe that um, what we experience now is nothing like we're going to experience then. The level of consciousness um, that we're going to get to ascend to, and that we can actually begin ascending to now. Uh, that's why I'm a big believer in gnosis. Not Gnosticism as it's defined today, but Gnosis as in actually knowing, taking any data set you get and starting to understand the commonalities in that thread of divine authenticity. That every piece of data we get in this world has some part of the puzzle piece. It doesn't mean that in its wholeness that this one doctrine is true or that one doctrine is true, but we can listen to all of them and go, oh, that's a little piece and that's a little piece and that's a little... Again, I believe Christ was... He put all the little pieces together in one divine understanding and that should be present in our gnosis, our inward knowledge of who he was. And actually not who he was, but who he is. Because who he was, we have created into a figure... It creates nothing but division and who he is is the ultimate unity love light and oneness that we can find if we just stop and say hey i don't know and let the knowing fall upon us rather than the i know and this is right but let the knowing fall upon us and then we just wish that on others in love and light and we hope and pray and we love them and we serve them even though we don't always agree on things. And by the way, what I'm talking about, this stops all the arguments at family dinner. It stops, stops all the arguments on social media. If we all just stop and get this and let the knowing fall upon us deeply and inwardly, 
that love is a whole different level of love. You don't, that love is not something you have to try and find. And there are days that I have it. I have it because I have it. And there are days when I'm starting to live in my flesh and my fear and my worry and my anxiety. And somebody does something and I get angered by it or triggered by it, as, as, as the popular term is now. But the days when I stop and I just let that knowing wash over me, those are the days it's easy. And life flows. And life flows. Did you hear what I said there? Not just life flows, but life flows. I will give you springs of water for which you will never thirst again. The woman at the well. I love, love, love that story. Uh, somebody, uh, let's see who was asking earlier about women. The woman at the well. Uh, there's so many amazing female figures in the Bible. And um, and really in, in the life of Christ. And I think in, in our lives, we cannot forget the divine feminine. And I mean that. I mean that. I don't say that to be popular or anything. I mean, I honestly imagine and in my experience... And what I feel like God is inspiring me to share is I see a divine family, a father, a mother, and a son um, in spirit and in truth, creating, loving, and imbuing their powerful, creative database, if you will, of ideas, of knowledge, of truth and love and oneness with each and every one of us and that we can create directly from that. Jeff says, this is why I'm here. You are a gift uh, to check my ego from the tunnel vision and my understanding. Hey, man, I, I'm right there with you. And that's, and, and I, like I said, I, and you may be right, what you said earlier. I have no, uh, I'm, I'm wrong all the time. So let me say that. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, that's why I like taking in new data. That's why I like talking back and forth with you guys. Because I think this channel is kind of my grand experiment on can we live as one, manifest as one, and begin to ascend as a community together to find the authentic Christ. Not the religion Christ, not the prophets, not the saviors, not the, all those things, but the authentic Christ, the living Christ within all of us. Uh, this is what hurts so much uh, from other TikTok people. Yeah, um, and, and Annie, can you uh, expound upon that too? I'd love to share. I mean, if you have any, I mean, I don't call anyone out, but like, what do you see is different about this channel versus other channels? Not Again, not to create any kind of us versus them, but, but I do like to know what do you like about this channel? Um, what's, what helps you? Because I want to make sure I do more of that. Uh, so I do take y'all's feedback and really try to pour it back into new videos. So, um, the angel said, hail Mary, full of grace. I'm not sure where that is, but I don't doubt it. Um, what's your thoughts on Lilith? Lilith, I think is very interesting. I mean, we've demonized her, you know, mythologies have demonized her, but there's some lore to say that Lilith was actually the first divine creation with the first Adam and not the maid Adam. Uh, there's some people that say that Lilith was a wife after they left the garden and he, and that she was his uh, non-perfect wife. You know, Again, I'm just sharing with you the, the lore and the legends because depending on what data set you look at, there's different data out there uh, to say Lilith is this or Lilith is that. So 
Um, Lilith too, you know, in a lot of mythologies is kind of, uh, you know, can be looked at as a god or a demigod. Um, so anyway, let's see, um, any other questions? I feel confirmed, but been hesitant to share. Hey, please share, please share. Don't be afraid to share here. Um, if you do share, I, I will share, so it will be public. So anything you guys want to share, um, you know, I try to, to be respectful, but uh, obviously this is a public forum. So uh, what do you think of the movie Da Vinci Code? I love the movie The Da Vinci Code. Um, let's see. The truth and the life. Jeff says amen. Amen. Uh, not Natal. Nantalia, I hope I'm saying that right, says, uh, I like your speaking the truth. Thank you very much. Um, Let's see. Uh, If it doesn't align with his will and character, it is not the truth. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Do you believe in the Bible code? Yeah, I think there's codes in everything. In fact, I think that everything we exist in, this literal matrix we're in, is all code. You know, and once you look past the code, you see... Uh, the tr- you see the programmer behind all of it, right? Um, so the movie, The Da Vinci Code, like to get into that, just watch that again recently uh, with kind of more open eyes as to what it really is. And I see no reason why the historical figure, Jesus Christ, wasn't married. Like, that doesn't threaten my belief systems at all. In fact, it corroborates the divine family, right? Like... Why would, if Christ came and understood the love of the Divine Father and Mother, would he not mimic the same thing here on earth? As above, so below. Why would he not play out exactly how we're supposed to live, right? So I think he, I think he did, and I think that we had a lot of greedy people that went, um, let's, yeah, let's keep, uh, let's knock out Asherah, and let's simplify it. Let's make the God of the Old Testament the same God as the Father of Christ. We'll make that easy. Um, and we're going to make sure that this is all divine masculine. And we're just going to keep it at that. And that's how I see that it unfolded, um, just me personally. So Da Vinci Code for me makes a lot of sense that he's the fullness of God on the earth. Of course, he's going to find and take a wife but not just any wife, he took one, he's the high priest of the order of Melchizedek, and he finds a wife in Mary Magdalene, who, contrary to what we've been told through centuries of church tradition, I don't believe, and the data doesn't really back up, that she was a worker of the physical nature, but that she was actually an esoteric priestess, in the order, probably, of Melchizedek. Um, all of this stuff, again, it lines up. Uh, and this is stuff, you're just not going to hear it in any church. I mean, you're just not, because um, they are too steeped in tradition and deep into um, the scribes, the scripture. Literally, what we're existing in now is an archetype for exactly what Christ was born into. You had the scribes and the sorcery and the control and the letter of the laws, the religious laws, by the way. Again, always obey the law law, uh, but the, the religious laws 
which did not save. They only led man into deeper sense of self-doubt, fear, loathing, and they still do. And immediately after Christ was crucified, he had a group of followers that understood exactly what he was doing and saying. And you had the early church spent a lot of time trying to snuff them out. And I think it's really important. Hi, babe. My dog came. Marvell wants to share. Hi. Um, this is Marvell. I don't know if you can see her through the green screen. She's drooling all over me. She's a little Great Dane puppy. Uh, little as in 100 pounds now. So, um, But anyway, yeah. So, and then, you know, immediately you're in a battle. A battle to get right back to a new religious set of doctrines and understandings and processes and hierarchies and leaderships and all the stuff that we deal with today. And then you have so many church leaders just justify that, you know, it has to be this way. No, it doesn't have to be this way because guess what? I'm doing that and I don't have any, I don't have any of that stuff. I'm, I'm preaching on a hill here, guys. I'm doing what Christ did and I've got a small group of friends around me that help me and encourage me. I've got family We've got you guys. I don't need all that other stuff. In fact, I got, you know, I got let go from a place where I held some level of, you know, influence within that and thought it was the worst thing in the world for me. Again, I don't hold any ill will in my heart at all. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that it happened because here I am. Here I am. Uh, And so, you know, I I don't really share that story publicly, but, you know, it was one of my biggest contracts and unfortunately got let go from it. And um, now I'm able to share my truth, my understanding. Christ did the same thing. And by the way, he told all of us to go do that. He didn't say, go build a new church. He called us the church. He called us the temple. And so that's really what I'm talking about today, guys. And that's what, I'm, that's what I get at with all this. Thank you guys for the gifts. God bless you. I really appreciate that. Church has become a business in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, and make no... <laughs> I know I get on here and I sell the shirts and I've got my book and everything. You know, I have to make money if I'm going to keep doing this full time. Or otherwise I have to go find something else full time. Or try to reboot my business or something. And then I don't get to do this near as much. Uh, if at all. Some days or even weeks. Um, and so there has to be some level of business involved in anything we do in this world. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you do see that it's not just a business guys. It's, I talk a lot about the beast system and the beast system is inherently religious. It's not just what you think that like, uh, a world government or something like that. It's literally part Part of it is the religious systems. Um, And so we have to understand that. And again, I don't like getting into that on this channel because that's a hot button issue. And I don't really like to, to have all of those conversations because it's not really my calling. I'm not, I'm I'm not like, like God's given me a certain passion for this stuff. And and it's really more an Enoch. So then, then all of that, but definitely I, I do agree with that. So, um, Let's see, Jeff says, I finally told my dad my experience. He needs to step back and think before he can react. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, and I have conversations with my parents a lot uh, about this stuff, and they don't quite they don't quite get where I'm coming from yet. But um, I just just keep having the conversations. That's all we can do. There's, you know, especially our families right now. If you guys are anywhere where I am, I'm 36, 37. I don't even remember. 30 something years old. Um, and I still love my family deeply. I love my mom and dad. I try to have these conversations with them. Uh, they are, they are of a Christian walk and I am more of a Christ follower. I am more of a Christ harbinger, if that's a good word. I don't know. Like I want, I want to create fertile ground for him to grow in me and with me and through me and actually become me rather than uh, just try to walk daily and do better, you know. And that's kind of where I, when I say I am a Christ, that is really hard for especially the old school believers to understand. Because for them in their tradition, and we have to be respectful to that, for them in in their tradition, he is it. And you follow him and you pray to him and all of that stuff rather than become him. And so that's where the gnosis comes in when you know who you truly are and you know that you're returned to the divine family and you know that it is finished and you know that you can now live in this family that changes your paradigm. It also changes the way you create on this earth. Uh, Annie says, your speaking is truly done out of love. Uh, they teach out of righteousness. Absolutely. And thank you, Annie. I really appreciate that. And thank you for the gifts, Annie. God bless you. Uh, and I pray for you daily. I pray for everyone here daily. Uh, next week, we're going to be launching the prayer line I talked about. We're going to have a, a phone line where you can call leave prayer requests, and I'll actually share them live on the podcast. And doing two podcasts a day, all I'm trying to do, guys, is open myself up here to more communion with you guys, more communion with God and with all this truth, um, and then more opportunity to grow this so that I can get the help I need, so that I can... I would love to get an assistant. Again, I used to have an assistant with my business and right now, uh, been living off my savings. Every T-shirt sold, every book sold, on uh, my profile site, um, directly supports me being able to pay the bills, so that these lights and this internet bill can be turned on, uh, so I can get this message out. So uh, I'm doing it on faith. So when you talk about business, don't ever misconstrue that I'm trying to be some sort of billionaire elite by doing this, because I am far, far from it. I do know God is going to bring a strong sense of financial wellness um, and a future for this mission and ministry. Uh, but one of my commitments is that I'm never going to turn it into uh, any one of these like religious type of institutions. So you guys can rest assured, even as I hire help with all of this, it is all still going to come. Like the message that I'm bringing is going to come from me. This is not going to be made into a set of doctrine. It will continue to be an exploration of all of these different ideas and an open conversation and communion between us as a community 
of believers and as the actual body of Christ, a multi-faith, multi-race, multi-orientation, multi-belief system body of Christ, because that's what we are, guys. And that's okay. And we don't have to worry or feel uh, like that's too new age or anything um, to, to, to own it, to claim it and move forward with it. So your hearts are too good for anyone to think that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, let's see. Uh, Christ means anointed one. We cannot be Christ. We can be in Christ and Christ is in us. Well, actually, we can be anointed and he does anoint us. So, um, Annie says uh, Cub is definitely one of his people. Thank you very much. Um, and so when you, when you look up those words like in Christ and through Christ, uh, that, look at what those actually mean. And I don't have them pulled up now, but from my studies, that is much deeper than like, oh, let me pray through him. Like it's actually, he's becoming you. As you drink the wine or as you eat the bread, him becoming you. And that's a very Catholic belief, but that actually comes from a deeper esoteric understanding of becoming Christ. Becoming chrisen, anointed, chosen. Why are you chosen? Because you say yes. Because you step up. Because you allow him to raise in you and actually experience this reality through you, right? Like, um, I mean, that's, again, that's just my belief. But, um, so, you know, Rodney, much love, brother. Um, but, yeah, like, think about that statement. Look up the Greek on that. Look up what that... Um, being in Christ and him in us means because that, that changes the paradigm when we actually understand that. Um, and he says it's an experience. Yes, it is. Uh, I've only come here seeking knowledge, uh, what they would not teach me in college. Amen. Absolutely. There's a great song. Let me guys give you a song recommendation. It's by an artist called MC Yogi and it's called the road home. Trevor Hall is another one of my absolute favorite artists. He is on that track as well. And one of the lines he says is he says that um, he start, you know, his soul search started in church, but he quickly found out that they couldn't handle the light from his candle. And he, if you guys like hip hop at all, he's like light hip hop with this incredible like uh, Middle Eastern type flow, uh, very very esoteric music. Uh, he's got a ton of Hindu influence in it, uh, but you can see a ton of truth in it too. So like, don't, um, again, I look at Hindu, Buddhism, Christianity, uh, and anything I can to glean understanding about this reality that we live in, um, and, and the truth about who Christ is and who he is in us. So, uh, I don't, I don't fear any of that stuff because there's no fear in God. So, um, Anyway, let's see. Uh, we are the, let's see. What are the things to read about so I can better understand you? Chris, uh, good luck. Uh, if you better want to understand me, uh, the best thing you could probably read would be my book. Um, because it has a ton of stuff in there that um, I talk about now. Uh, it's God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, A Field Guide to Christ-Centered Success. So this was written from kind of a Christian perspective at the time I wrote it. People say I'm not Christian now, but I still consider myself like a Christ follower. Uh, so I don't, to me, I just feel like I've stepped into another level of it. Like I don't, 
I don't think that uh, I have to put a label on it like that. But anyway, this this was written. Um, there's a lot of Bible verses in it and a lot of uh, Christ-centered understanding in it. So um, I don't quite get into the esoteric or Gnosticism or anything that I do now in this book. But you can certainly see it in there, by the way. Um, I didn't know how to put it in so many words back then. Uh, I wrote this in 2020, but it's still a pillar of what I teach and believe now. So do know that. I'm actually reading it myself now. Every time I go to the gym, I listen to it. I narrate it. It's about five hours long, and it's an, it's an awesome journey. You get to learn more about my life and uh, a lot more about yourself and your personal spiritual gifts. And that book is the reason that I'm sitting here now because what God taught me through that book and poured through me, again, I talked earlier about recovering lost knowledge, speaking prophecy yourself, writing your own forms of scripture, putting them in movies, books, music. That's what I did with this. And I truly believe it was a gift from God and it blesses me daily. So highly recommend it. It is on my profile link and it's an audio book. If you don't want to do the Audible membership, you can do the buy, buy now option on there. So just look for that. So uh, one is culture, one is spirit. Absolutely. Um, let's see. A fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. A healthy fear keeps us going on the right path. Um, I was reading, studying the book of Enoch. Do you think Jesus was mentioned in it? Absolutely. And we're going to get to that um, in a little while. Um, I was going to read more from it today, but I'm running out of time here. Uh, So I'll read a little bit from it now. Um, Let's see. see if I have any other questions. Okay. Chapter 7, before my dogs get all upset here. So Enoch is being taken around by these angels, okay? And then we're about to get, like he sees these fearful places and he's like, what is this place? Well, uh, the angel taking him around says, this is the prison of the angels. They are imprisoned forever. And so these are the fall, you know, he's kind of talking about the fallen angels here. But then we're going to get into, let's see, um, seven, okay, and beyond it, so he's talking about this horrible place, and they go and they see all the pain and everything, and the imprisonment of uh, angels and kind of these entities that have sinned against humanity and God. Uh, It's not a fun part of the book to read, but we're in chapter 7, verse 32 now. And I went beyond it and saw seven magnificent mountains, all differing each from one another. And the stones were magnificent and beautiful, magnificent as a whole, of glorious appearance and fair exterior, three towards the east, one founded on each other, and three towards the south, one upon another, a deep, rough ravine through all of them, none of which were joined with any other. So he's you know describing these incredible places here. Um, and we, we see all kinds of precious stones, guys, I'm on a live stream here, no playing. Um, we see all these precious stones going on, but here's where it gets interesting. And amongst them was a tree such as I had never yet smelled. Neither was any amongst them, nor were there others like it. It had a fragrance beyond all fragrance and its leaves and blooms and wood Wither not forever, and its fruit is beautiful, and its fruit resembles the dates of palm. 
Then I said, how beautiful is this tree and fragrant, and its leaves are fair, and its blooms were very delightful in appearance. Then answered Michael, one of the holy and honored angels who was with me, and who was their leader. And he said to me, Enoch, why dost thou ask me regarding the fragrance of the tree, and why dost thou wish to learn the truth? Then I answered him, saying, I wish to know about everything, especially about this tree. And we're going to get more into what the tree is on the next episode tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to pick up on verse 39 here, and we will continue to go through it. I had to answer a lot of questions today. I really try to answer your questions. I don't mean to rabbit trail, guys, but questions come through, and that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this just to pontificate some version of this message I think needs to be out there, but to answer questions, have an open communal discussion. So, uh, And that's that's really my whole point. So um, there go my dogs. So um let's see other questions here jeff says appreciate you my friend thank you so much um and then um if you're preaching are you afraid of being a false prophet no i'm not afraid of being a false prophet uh people call me that all the time so you know who do you say i am that's all i ask uh who do you say i am User37 says, best channel I have found. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, And why do I not fear being a false prophet? Because I pray for truth, love, and light every day. I connect to the one true God. Um, I don't follow any religious set of principles or ideologies. I follow him. I follow that divine oneness and love within me, the kingdom of God within me. And that will never lead me astray. My brain will. My own ideas, my own desires will, but that inner truth, that light of Christ within me will never lead me astray. And that's all I'm sharing and having an open discussion. I'm one of the only people on here that will do that. And I don't say that to be proud of myself. I just say that wondering, come on, creators, why are we not having an open discussion about this? And because I don't know, I haven't been there yet, guys. I don't know. I'm just sharing what the text says. We know that there's so many different spiritual texts. All of them have common threads of authentic truth in them. Yet none of us can agree on love and light and oneness. So maybe it's time we start doing that. So thank you for all your wonderful insights. Fancy Pants says, a false prophet will fall out of sync with God's will and character. That's very true, Jeff. Thank you for that. Good. Uh, And that's another thing. I teach kingdom manifest. Guys, come on. I teach kingdom manifesting. Here's the matrix going crazy again. My dog's trying to spar in the house. I teach kingdom manifesting. And one of the main principles, even in my book that I talk about, is manifesting and making sure you're aligned with God's will. And how do you know that? Well, you know God's will is for good, for for healing, for love, for oneness. And I've got to go and let these dogs out, guys. So check out my book. I love you guys. I'll continue this in the morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here. Pick up all the restreams on my YouTube. I'm sorry about the dogs. Uh, guys, stop. I'm trying to end the podcast here. Let's Let's not do this. They've been quiet for a long time while I was making videos, so they did good today. But anyway, grab my book if you want to learn more about your personal spiritual gifts. Um, And then check out the t-shirt of the design, The Tree, The Guardians of the Tree. 
All of that's on my profile link. I love you guys. I'm going to go play with these dogs. They're bored. They're telling me, Daddy, you've talked enough today. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Always love each other. Always look up. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.